The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming down the aisle, it's time to farm. Who the hell are you to tell the top anything? Yeah! He has broken it! And that's the bottom line. I've got the stop on profile like never before. Woo! Total self-destruction. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with... Katie Dirks. What up, Katie? Not a whole lot. How are you? Yeah, not a whole lot, huh? <laughs> not a whole lot. Uh, I am doing good, man. I got a new dog at my house named Little Jerry. Aww. And Jerry and Puffin, they're fighting all day long, which is, uh, it makes me feel like a referee. I feel like I'm in the midst of a cage match on a regular oh. basis between two of the world's cutest dogs. You should call their matches. I do call their matches, and then I try to break up their matches after they never end fighting, and it <laughs> leads to me definitely going to go gray sooner than I expected. Although, you know, I'm 38. I guess it's about time to spring a few oh, gray yeah. hairs. You're like, you're, yeah, no, you got, you got, you're ahead of the game if you don't have any grays yet. You need some more stress in your life. I don't know what, I don't know if I need more stress, but uh, I don't know if, I don't know what happens with the redheaded person. I don't think mm. we go gray as easy as the others. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You have like another phase on the color wheel to go through. You have to go through like you you probably go brown first and then gray. Maybe. I would love that. I love a good I love a good brick brown. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Well, I am excited for this week of pro wrestling talk because we had a hell of a week for both AEW and NXT. The AEW AEW tournament we were talking about uh, last week. We are in the finals. And Katie, you were correct. The finals for the AEW TNT Championship Belt Tournament will be Cody Rhodes versus Lance Archer. I called that one. I'm really, I'm good. I'm good to call it to at least this point. I don't know which way they're going to go. I have no a idea. feeling Cody's going to get the championship belt because no, I don't want I Cody to get it. I know, but that's my gut feeling that Cody's going to get it because he's the man in charge. Like it's kind of like he's he's the brains. Yeah, of but the that's operation. why I don't want him to get it because it's like. Stop. You can't put yourself over every single time. I love Cody. Thank you for your service, sir. But please, God, put somebody else over and make that person Lance Archer, who is such a beast. I agree with you. I'm right there with you. I don't want I don't want him to get it either. Um, But 
my gut feeling is that's what they're going to do. Now, good wrestling would be they put over Lance Archer and he's the he's the hen that rules the roost. Sure. The chicken, the rooster. The hen that, yes, I believe that <laughs> makes sense. The the fellow that beats up all of the other men. Yeah. I mean, that's good wrestling, right? That's good wrestling that's storytelling. Great. So I don't know which way. I think this will be uh we'll start to see kind of where they're where they lie. They've got a new championship belt to throw around, so I don't know. For those that missed the tournament, Lance Archer went against uh, the one, the only, the natural uh, Dusty Rhodes in another great Dusty Rhodes match. Rhodes is putting it all out there. He's calling this, I believe it's like the last dance, uh, the final moves, whatever the hell you want to call it. And of course, not the last dance uh, in relation to the Bulls, which you are not. if you're not watching that documentary, oh. you are missing out. Katie, are you watching the last do- dance? I am. So, oh, I, it is appointment television in our house. We sit down and we get the East Coast feed. Sweet. Because I went back to sling it's a whole thing good uh and we get the east coast feed so we see it we watch it at six o'clock and it's our appointment television we've got two hours i love it if you want to watch if you just want to watch true just it is it is is so intense to watch the last dance of course that is the documentary about the chicago bulls uh specifically the michael jordan scotty pippen chicago bulls an unbelievable t- uh, 10-part docuseries an hour each so i believe they're on episode five now coming up this week five and six they're doing two episodes a week yeah and what did we learn from the last dance regarding passing the torch when the Pistons uh, finally lost to the Bulls, they walked off the court. They Ooh. didn't even shake the Bulls' hands. Isaiah Thomas's head was down, almost in shame, as if he knew he was doing something wrong at the behest of Bill Lambeer. Because of that, Isaiah Thomas was not allowed on the Dream Team. No, is that why? That's why. <gasps> so now, what I what my situation here is AEW passing the torch. I think it's time for Cody Rhodes pass that torch like your Muhammad Ali in the Olympics. Pass it. To Lance Archer, this dude, I'm watching him this entire tournament. Cody, uh, Dusty Rhodes is bleeding, doing a great job. Dusty Rhodes, the last dance, he's going out. I think just he can still move. This is a perfect uh, finale for his career whenever he does decide to button it up and go home and take a nap. Lance Archer is the future of the AEW. And I feel like Cody should probably start putting him over sooner than later. Because my least favorite thing is what Vince would always do, which is make these supermen, make these huge dudes uh, look invincible. And then next thing you know, they just lose. It's exactly what he did to Bray Wyatt. It's what he's done to countless superstars before. So just put Lance over and what greater person to beat. Than Cody Rhodes. Fascinating. That's a good. That's a good take. I mean, you have to. You have to give Cody credit because he also put over MJF during that whole thing at the pay per view, the last pay per view. Yeah, and as we talked about with this sort of era of you know no crowds, a lot of promos, MJF is just shining through. He's the best because that man, he can cut a promo. He is such an awesome heel. I, I love MJF and what he's doing. He's like 23, too. They're all babies. He's a Every baby. Every one of these guys. And he's so, not that you can't be young and great at wrestling, but like it's just not something you see in the WWE. Everyone in the no. WWE is in their 30s, and they're just now learning how to cut a promo. He's 23, right. 22 or 20. He's young. Uh, yeah. And he's he's already leaps and bounds again. Uh, 
of ahead of some of the top guys in WWE as far as promos. I know it's insane when you see the age of these people, especially as we continue to age and get older. Just getting up the, there. Uh, yeah, we're like we're like uh, the uh, Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused. They stay the same age. They're always very young. Isn't that strange? Speaking of youth, we'll talk about Velveteen Dream and what's going on with that fiasco a little bit later on. Oh, that is a good segue. That's what I do. That's what I do. So that is what I want to see. I want to see next week Lance Archer holding the new TNT championship belt. I have no idea what it's going to look like. They continue to make AEW belts. I was looking at uh, John Moxley holding the championship belt. Mm -hmm. That is very nice. AEW is like, let's make the belts just a thousand times more expensive oh, looking yeah. than WWE. Oh, yeah. And and they've got so and I, I mean, these are guys that were kind of given the keys to the castle creatively. So, yeah, Tony, Tony Khan was like, yeah, yeah, yeah do basically whatever you want. Here's a ton of money. What would be your perfect promotion? And they came up with the best belts and decent storyline. Yeah, it's like pure platinum. It's incredible. Yeah. And they've been so, consistently you, beating NXT in the ratings. Uh, and like I know they're, we, they're like yeah. they're they're going back and forth in the ratings. They're like within a couple, like they're within like a few thousand viewers each week. They're tied. They're essentially uh -huh. tied. It's like six hundred thousand, six hundred thousand, and then it's like NXT will have like six hundred ninety thousand, and uh, and and AEW will have like six hundred and eighty five thousand, and they'll just battle right. this whole way, but. As far as demographics, AEW is getting the the demographics, and NXT is not even remotely close to decent demographics, like that eighteen to forty nine window. Really? Well, that's so surprising to me because when you look at AEW and you look at NXT, obviously NXT having the weight of WWE behind it, um, and sort of been a, it's been around longer than AEW. I'm surprised that the uh, that they were able to capture that that target demo so quickly mm -hmm. over NXT. Yeah, it's interesting, and and knowing what, uh, knowing what WWE is doing with their big names, like they put Charlotte on the show, and now she's like a regular, and the women's division is kicking ass, which we can get into later. But sure. um, they have a cruiserweight tournament going, so they have like stories going. Um, but AEW has taken the cake as far as like the the dem the demographic you want to be watching yeah well i mean i completely understand from a pure wrestling standpoint aew i think has just been putting on some amazing amazing matches yeah. going back briefly to the tournament here uh cody rhodes got to the championship match again against lance archer he will be going against uh because he went against darby allen that was another great darby allen match and i was rooting was for really darby good. the entire time he is so Freaking insane, but we're going to see Cody versus Lance for the TNT Championship. Katie's thinking Cody's going to go over again. I'm hoping that Lance will, and I'm just going to go with Lance. That's Katie a good will call. Go. Yeah. I'm going to go with Lance. We'll see. I hope I they like put the, him over. I, I like that you trust them. I'm just, my trust is burned by WWE. I don't know what I know. they're going to do. I want I, I want them to put Lance over. Lance would be good storytelling. Uh, Cody losing again in a high-profile match would be good storytelling. Um, it would be. But I mean, we we'll know see. he's not, Cody, Cody ain't going anywhere, you but know, so it's not like. Also, Cody is a more recognizable name to hold a, the championship belt for the network. So maybe. Do you think, do you, I mean. 
But, I don't know. But Cody Rhodes is not a mainstream name. You know, he's no. like, he's a niche, right? I mean, he's in the wrestling world. He hasn't broken through to mainstream or anything. Right. The only people that know Cody Rhodes most likely also know Lance Archer at this point, don't you think? No, I don't think so. But they're both just wrestling in this. They're the same. Prom- I, I just don't know. It's like Cody Rhodes isn't on the cover of magazines and stuff like that. It's not like he would be the fate. It's not like if you're like a news network and you're like Cody Rhodes versus Lance Archer. I think that they would just be like, who's the champion? Oh, Lance Archer? Oh, okay, we'll treat him like the champion. I don't know if they would be like, oh, it should have been Cody because he's like so popular and huge. I don't think he's so popular and huge. Like he hasn't crossed over to mainstream, but I do think that he has two things going for him. He's been on camera every single week for AEW since its inception. Yes. And for the most, I think I think that's, I think I can confidently say that without having oh, to fact definitely. check it. Um, yeah. And he... Uh, he's got a legacy behind him. He's got a legacy name. He's got that got that Rhodes name. Oh, that's true. So I guess they could always just be like, and look what Dusty Dusty Rhodes' son is up to yeah. on like Entertainment Tonight or something. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, that that could be the case. And obviously, if you if like if I'm going to hear somebody speak about wrestling, I guess I would rather go to the seminar held by Cody Rhodes than the seminar held by Lance Archer. Sure, because Lance was huge in Japan. No pun intended. Like yeah. he's and he's got and he's a badass motherfucker. Uh, but I don't know if he has. I don't know if he has the name uh, weight yet at AEW on TV. Like he's right now. He's being pushed as like a badass, which is awesome. Yes. But where, like, how? Like, I don't know. Is it too soon to give him a belt? I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. They could. These. These are the mysteries that surround us. These are the mysteries. And, uh, and just also when it comes to AEW, we've been talking a lot about who they're picking up from the sort of uh, discarded waste of the WWE. Not that the people are waste. That's just how the WWE saw them. Heath Slater, he got kids. He would like to go to the AEW, but evidently AEW is not interested right now in Heath Slater. And uh, isn't that too bad? Because I do like him. I think that we are going to start to see the claws come out uh, at, at between like NXT or between WWE and uh, and AEW kind of off roster talent. We're going to start yes. to see the oh, did you call us a t-shirt company a year ago? Oh, and now right. you want, oh, and now now you're knocking at our door. Oh, okay, because you got fired from the big company. Like I have a feeling. It's still wrestling. These guys are mm-hmm. still, it is still a company run by wrestlers. There is so much ego and so much, <laughs> so many emotions uh, that so many people just want to be validated. And the minute they have like, like, this whole situation has been nothing but a win for AEW. And they yeah. get to finally go, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did the big company let you go? Hmm. Go on. Oh, we're not right. just a t-shirt company anymore, are we? Like AEW. It's it is amazing. Yeah, these wrestlers hold I think they hold a grudge against one another if they 100%. were wronged. Hundred <laughs> percent. There is so there is so many uh backdoor conversations and so much shit talking. It did wrestling is still middle school. Not even oh high school. God, yeah. It is middle school. The emotions, well, the ego, the the wins, the losses, like they all mean something 
in real life. Oh, here's a Ben Kitzel hot take. Well, it's more mature than our political system, which is elementary school. Hello. Fact. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Abe Lincoln's top hat. Check it out. Um, Absolutely right. AEW now has the power for the first time to start sculpting a roster from so much talent that was previously locked up in the WWE. Yeah. WWE, I think, do you think it's fair to say that WWE will do something, sometimes big corporations will do this, buy something buy something proprietary just to bury it? Um, do you think that WWE buys talent just to bury them so that the competition can't get it? Absolutely. Like when AEW was really starting to make its name, the offers were getting the offers for people that were renegotiating that were on camera every week. The Becky Lynch's, the Seth Rollins, right. the Rusev and Lana's like those guys were getting locked up into major money contracts because right to whether they had a plan for them or not just to keep them on TV for WWE. Right. I think, and I mean, and they did it to the indies. Like they gutted the indies too. Like they took anyone who had a remote potential on the indies and picked them up. And then it got to the point where when AEW was staffing or like when they were calling people up, it's not that they didn't have, it's not that they didn't have good people. It's that the experienced ones, the ones that have done the indies for years, the guys that have worked in Japan and worked all over the world, right. the ones that can that that can walk in with little to no training to be on camera were already locked up in WWE. Right. So I think it'll be interesting now. And in addition to that, you have a lot of people on the WWE roster that were WWE products, that were weightlifters or bodybuilders or fitness models that were trained to wrestle that have now been cut. So that'll be that have never worked the indies. So I think it'll right. be I think it'll be interesting to see kind of where all the pieces land. Cause, and it's not that AEW isn't the only option. They can go to Japan. They can wrestle around the world. They can go to other promotions. It's just AEW's the easy option. Right. Now, what is this speculation? Ring of Honor, by the way, the New Japan tournament that they were going to have has been canceled, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, as everything else has been in 2020. But now, is there any speculation that Ring of Honor and AEW or is... AEW trying to use Ring of Honor as sort of a farm league for themselves in a similar way that WWE uh, used ECW uh, for a farm league. Is that kind of happening now? Like, do you think that AEW is going to try to start grabbing up some of that talent? I was watching PCO give a speech after he had won the uh, championship for uh, Ring of Honor, and it was like really awesome. And that guy, he has been around for a long ass time. So Ring of Honor they are doing some really cool stuff. Obviously, we had on Brody King. We've been talking to people from Ring of Honor now for uh, for quite a while. I am wondering if AEW is looking at ROH as a place where they can start kind of harvesting talent and sort of letting them know, you know, we're watching. And when you're ready, we're going to bring you over the same way that WWE did for years with ECW. Um, yeah, no, I think I, I think that. Well, and it's interesting because Ring of Honor has had successful partnerships over the years. They work with New Japan. They also help produce uh, All In for the very first Mm. kind of real AEW event, pre-TNT contract. Um, So they are... They are the company that that knows there's benefits in working relationships. Um, I wonder... I don't know 
I, and and all, everyone in Ring of Honor and AEW, they've all been in bed together at some point. Yes. They've all worked for each other at some point, either on the indies or at Ring of Honor or whatever. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see. They are, as far as brand type goes, they are very similar. It's yeah. just AEW has money and Ring of Honor doesn't. And that's right. really the only difference between the two. Absolutely. That is the major difference. And that is why what we're seeing happen now is this sort of potentially cosmic shift in the wrestling world when it comes to AEW snatching up all of these people that again the WWE either underutilized didn't know how to utilize or uh, just didn't want to have to deal with ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You look at what's going on right now with Brody Lee, the exalted one. He had an amazing match with Marco. Uh, this he, Marco is maybe 110 pounds not an exaggeration yeah, he that's is being so, generous <laughs> that is being he is so tiny but my god they know how to put on a match with a big dude like uh brody lee dudes what six He's five big. six six He's easy probably 280 290 he i love him i loved him when he was luke harper totally underused i loved him in the firefly family i just i love him as a wrestler he's doing great as um, as this new character, this sort of powerful demonic force that he is. But the way that AEW puts on a match with the little ones versus the big <laughs> ones, it is not just a devastating match. It's not just a beatdown. It's yeah. not just like a Goldberg spear and a jackhammer, and we'll call it, or a Brock Lesnar 18 uh, suplexes and, and ring the bell. They actually know how to script little guys versus big guys, which is kind of my favorite it's 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 a, it's it's a dichotomy so that is a tale as old as the Bible. It's funny you mention that because initially, like my initial reaction to Marco stunt was just kind of an eye roll, like ugh, all right, fine. Like he's not. I it's kind. It was kind of funny. Like it, he kind of had this funny bit going. Like I'm the little guy. Like yeah. Like that was his bit. He has that a, is the bit. Like he's young. He's a tiny guy. He gets tossed around, and he's kind of this comedic balance but to see him up against like a the kid can wrestle and he can totally wrestle b you can throw him literally hundreds <laughs> of feet like to it's see crazy. to see brody and i but i like how they balance it because it's yes you can throw him but then marco can bounce back marco no marco's been thrown before so oh, he knows times. how to like oh you think you're going to throw me around like it's kind of and then the minute he had a move in that match where um, Brody, uh, I don't remember specifically with Brody. It ended with um, 
uh, Brody just to- like tossing him like from yeah. one side of the ring to the other. And uh, Brody had his back turned and he just assumed that Marco, he just murdered Marco and right. Marco lands on his feet. And I was like, holy shit, that kid a got that kid got a lot of air. And it was like a figure skating pair moves where he just like throws (laughs) the little girl. It really was straight out of Blades of Glory. (laughs) uh, Will Ferrell being being uh, Brody Lee. Yeah. Yes. I I love the way that AEW is giving us just a small tweak on on the style that if you just watch WWE and if they were the only company around, you didn't even really know this style could exist. Yeah. Where it doesn't have to be. I, the one thing that I think WWE is getting bogged down in right now is like, well, we want it to be authentic. How could a little guy beat a big guy? And it's like, well, how could somebody come back from the dead? How could like <laughs> how does how does the fiend come out? You know, from you know from under the ring or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like WWE chooses like certain lines in the sand where they just will not cross. You're like, he's way too light to beat that guy, and it's like. Well, he's beating someone who is supposedly, you know, from hell. What? Yeah. Like, I don't understand why they refuse to acknowledge. Like, if Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar was the closest that WWE got to acknowledging someone smaller could beat somebody bigger. Yeah. And still Finn Balor lost. And Finn Balor is jacked compared to Marco. Finn Balor, uh, not to like completely derail our train of thought, but Finn Balor in real life. Uh, we went. I don't know. We went to like an NXT show. I think he was on. And there's just something about the camera is generous to him, not in a bad way. Or like, I mean, yeah. I guess like there's something about he hasn't eaten. He's so tiny. It looks like he hasn't even looked at a carb in 15 years. <laughs> like he's. I'm just sure he hasn't. So, he's so. It's just skin on top of immediately on top of muscle and bone. And I don't know what else he's he's made of. That's it. That's my thought on Finn Balor. He's so tiny. <laughs> Is he really that small in real he, life? He's just muscle. He's just this tiny little package of muscle. Wow. Well, I guess that helps when he stamp, stomps on your chest from the top row if yeah. he doesn't weigh that much. If Yokozuna would have finished with that move, then I would have thought it was impressive. Mm. Maybe make somebody make people crap in the ring because he's done that before. <laughs> that's, that's a true thing that's <laughs> happened. That's a real thing that's happened. Finn Balor, badass dude. So I'm happy AEW is giving us that sort of angle where the little guy can beat the big guy. Of course, you always have to root for the big guy. You know, I have to because, let's be honest, these little guys have had it too good for too long, uh, constantly trying to control us and have us go fight their wars for them. Um, All right, let's talk about NXT. Katie, what do you want to say about NXT? What's going on? We can talk a little bit about what's going on with with, uh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, he has a match with Adam Cole scheduled for next week. Uh, apparently, he got into some dick pic trouble. Um, I don't know. We don't know Not everything. Not just any ab- dick pic trouble. <laughs> you know, appara- okay, <laughs> the so, worst kind of dick pic trouble. <laughs> a dick attached to Velveteen Dream's body. So we will say it's his. Yes. Because uh, we can't say it's not. Was sent out to a group of people on his DMs on Instagram. Apparently, Velveteen Dream went on Instagram and was like, my DMs are open, all right? So people slide into their DMs. My DMs are open. Occasionally, we talk to fans and say, like, hey, all right, whatever. I guess he chose to take this opportunity, per- perhaps took this opportunity. Allegedly. Allegedly <laughs> to send out some dick pics, which that's okay. You know, hey, people send out dick pics. Unfortunately, they were to 17, 16 year, 17 year old, uh, to a 17 year old, a 16 year old, maybe a 15 year old thrown in there. 
And Ooh, if you listen, then, then, then we also boy. have voice recordings uh, that is Velveteen Dream's voice. It's definitely Velveteen Dream's Yeah, because you really, you know Velveteen Dream's voice um, for the good and the bad, I guess. Yeah. And he was asking them what school they went to, which is probably, you know, that's not, that's just not good. I mean, you can be, I'm not being a sympathizer. I am the last person well, to be a sympathizer. Well, we don't know. We don't know. We're not, we, we are not, we do not know what happened because Velveteen says that he was hacked. I'm going to, you know, I'm hands to God 2019, even though it's 2020. Yep. Like, I, uh, there's some, there's some, uh, there's some red flags in this story. A couple of red <laughs> that flags. Are, uh, and I mean, like we've had, and it's not that WWE isn't experienced this before. They had um, uh, fucking Enzo, uh, which is Enzo. which was more of a Me Too situation where he just is, he was just a bad egg in a worse situation that he created and put himself in. Um, yeah, he was sort of that was sort of reflective of a of a larger situation. And of course, if you listen to Enzo, you know he'll he'll tell you his side of the story uh, on YouTube and all those places. Oh, if you want to go check that out, feel free. And I used to love Enzo, and then the true colors were shown during that, even in wrestling. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh, God. Uh, you seem unbearable. <laughs> uh, he's, got some, he's got some zingers. So now Velveteen Dream, he is still scheduled for a match with Adam Cole. Of course, Adam Cole is the NXT champion, uh, so we'll see if they put the belt on Velveteen Dream. But what do you think, Katie? Do you think this was just like pre-recorded, or do you think that WWE is just going to wait until it gets actually figured out? And was he hacked? Was this a I mean, a, a lover trying to seek revenge? Who the hell knows? Who knows? But I mean, I do wonder what WWE's playbook is in this scenario because you could easily say like, "Oh, Velveteen Dream isn't big enough, isn't famous enough to even have this be an issue." Like no right. one's, they're not. Their stock prices aren't dropping because of Velveteen Dream and an underage girl. That's the sad reality of it. Um, so I wonder if they're just looking the other way until, uh, and unle- uh, until it goes away. Now, did he send? Did he send these dick pics to girls or boys? I don't know. Because I had heard girls and I've heard boys, and uh, ooh, I don't know. I mean, Whatever. underage. Is Either underage. way, they're underage. <laughs> Yeah. Her age is underage. But yeah, I wonder I do wonder what their playbook is on this and and they could easily say like are you innocent until proven guilty. Um but I, I like I don't I don't I'm I was shocked to see WWE even mention Velveteen Dream's name uh this past NXT just because like typically the playbook is uh, we're gonna, you're gonna go away for a little while until all of this calms down. That's the right. that's the normal thing they do. Is like, oh, you're in some sort of trouble. Okay, take some time off TV, and then we'll mm. reassess and figure it out. But he's just on TV while this well, is going on. I wonder if it is because they thinned their roster down so much. That's they true. have a very small group of wrestlers that have been approved to wrestle, or have, or who, uh, who. Or who have agreed to wrestle. Who are if you willing, look at someone yeah. like Roman, there's a reason he's not out there. There's some other folks as well. So maybe they're just like, well, we got to ride or die with these people. This is who was, This is who's on our team, and uh, we gotta we gotta keep on moving here. But anyway, let's talk. So that we just have no idea. So we're not gonna sit here and, and shit on anyone or not shit on anyone. Whatever we find out, the the proof or the evidence, if we ever find out the truth, who the hell knows? But let's talk about NXT, Katie. What do you see? What's going down? Why should people be in love with what's next? Well, I'm excited about NXT. 
because there is uh I love I I do like I like what they did with the Johnny Johnny Gargano angle. He's now a heel. Mm-hmm. Spoiler spoiler alert. 100%. I should have said that first. Um Oh, that's not a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Um but during the last big match that he had with Champa, um Candice LeRae came in. Candice in real life is married to Johnny Gargano, which I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and I liked, I typically hate any sort of married couple storyline, married couple in real life being a married couple in wrestling because they, too. WWE just takes too many liberties and they're just like, this is how real married people act. Like it's, and it's, they just, it's not, it's not real by any means. It just makes me uncomfortable. I mean, honestly. It's uncomfortable. Like it's so silly. Like, I'm so happy they ended the Seth Rollins Becky Lynch oh, storyline. It's super cute. They're in love, and I don't want to sound like a bitter nerd, but I'm sitting there eating pizza alone with my dog. You can't have everything, Seth and Becky. No, you can't. You and Becky, you, don't, you just don't. I don't want to watch a good relationship. No, I just don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, <laughs> but come on, why? Why rub it in my face? Yeah, I think. The, I think the initial thought was like with their powers combined. Like, we have two top guys who are together. Like, they're going to be a super top guy. Like, yeah. I thought maybe that's where they thought it was going to go. However, with Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano, um, it is, it's interesting what they're doing. Because uh, Candice LeRae interfered in the Ciampa match. She kicked, uh-huh. uh, she kicked Ciampa in the balls. Um, and, like, and, you know, and... Johnny came in and won. So like she I'm surprised she didn't hurt her leg with those balls of steel yeah. on Champa. There you go. Um <laughs> she's got a foot of steel or something, I don't know. Uh Yeah, and, like uh, like Lex Luger had the steel in his forearm, she yeah. has it in her leg. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. She had a whole thing the going. The worst gimmick of all time by the way. Oh yeah, no. Oh. The Lex Luger with the steel plate in his oh. arm. There've been and that there've been some bad storylines, but that one's up there. Well, because then all of a sudden it was just forgotten about. That was like classic WWF at the time where it was just like, yeah, he's got steel in his arm. And then like the next week they were just like, nah, I don't. I don't I, know. No, yeah. Got no idea. Care of. You can go through the airport now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so la- this m- most recent week and Candice LeRae has been kind of under the radar in the women's division on WWE or on NXT. Mm-hmm. So she's she has like this tough cupcake bit going and she's kind of like the all American, uh, badass chick, uh, that's kind of overcome the odds. And she has like a very simple story. She doesn't have a lot of character development, if you will. Okay. Until she interfered in this Champa match. Now she came out Wednesday and she came out as dark Candace LeRae and <sighs> dark Candace LeRae I, it's doing it for me. I'm into it. Hell and yeah. Johnny came All out. Right. Johnny came out with her and he worked the mic and she did her intro. Um she had a match against Casey Catnazaro, who's the the uh American Ninja Warrior chick. Sweet turned wrestler. Awesome. Um and she just demolished her and it was awesome. It was a good match, but she Candace Candace LeRae won. Um and what I liked about this the most, for the first time, and I can't remember how long, a husband and wife team were in the ring together and Candice LeRae had a clean finish and won the match without his without her husband's interjection whatsoever. Look at that. Like and the whole bit that they're planning is that, you know, Johnny Gargano's at the top, uh Candice LeRae is going to be at the top of the women's division. 
So mm-hmm. they were they'll be the first husband and wife team to kind of rule NXT. So I hope that she gets a title champ. I think it'll be great. I think that it's very possible that she will. And I'm just reading, speaking of AEW and uh, WWE, this is uh, kind of breaking news here. And it's ha- I'm happy this Ooh. came in right now. Did you see this about the new Florida guidelines? I, James had mentioned this in passing this morning. I did not follow up on it, but carry on. So there are new Florida guidelines that will allow WWE and AEW to welcome fans uh, to shows starting next week. Now, obviously, we're not going to be talking 100% capacity here, uh, but this is according to uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, This is what he had to say. He said, large spectator sporting events should use strict social distancing guidelines and limit limit occupancy of venues to 25% of building capacity. And I'm going to tell you this right now. As a huge man who had to sit in the disability row when I went to see Elton John, <laughs> the idea that I could go to an arena and have 25% capacity and just kind of spin my arms around like I'm in Streets of Rage, <laughs> uh, that sounds amazing. There's no line for beer. There's no line for anything. I mean, it might all be covered in coronavirus, but I'm willing to get the virus for nachos. Isn't that bad? Um, <laughs> I believe that this might be WWE fans are big to begin with. Yes. So it's like 25% capacity for a WWE crowd. It'll still look full just yes. because each person is three people. Yeah. No, that's accurate. I, I agree with that. I don't. They're going to sell mean, a bunch of food. I don't. I wonder where they're planning on. I don't know. I wonder if they're even planning on doing this like back at NXT, like full sale. Because right now everything is at the performance center, which is like a safe, controlled environment with no audience. Uh, full sale is like on a on a college campus that's obviously not in session wwe they're going to be welcoming fans at 25 percent capacity to the performance center so if you want to smell what sweat tears oh, forget it pain like they looks will at, have a line down orange blossom trail yeah it's going to be nuts so that'll be at the performance center in aew they can welcome fans to a place called daily's place that is in beautiful jacksonville florida I mean. um, so we'll see. They're allowed to. We'll see if they do. Um, this may be good news for AEW specifically because Saturday, May 23rd, they have double or nothing, which I guess is going to be an annual pay-per-view for them um, because, of course, that's where Katie and I met last year yeah. was a double or nothing that was in fun. Las Vegas. That was when in the early days. In the early days. So that's an interesting development coming out of the Sunshine State. That is Florida. My home state that makes very questionable decisions on the regular basis. <laughs> hey, you know what makes questionable decisions? Ding dongs. And that is what your shape that's what your state is shaped like. I mean, so it's true. That- we're living up to the we're living up to our reputation at least. <laughs> I mean All right, but we had a little bit more NXT conversation to have here. So what's going on? Who else who else are you watching, Katie? Um, I am I'm I'm somehow I've gotten sucked into the Drake Maverick story. Now, Drake he's a Maverick, young man. he's a handsome young man. And Drake Maverick was the first wrestler that came out and like was very emotional about being cut in the massacre that happened a couple weeks ago. Um, he's openly been removed from the he's openly been cut. Everyone knows he's no longer out of contract, but uh, he's also still on matches. So he's in the NXT Cruiserweight uh, tournament and he won. Right. So how does that how does that work? Well, there's still I mean, some of these guys have been technically cut uh, and and but they're still getting paid for 
it seems like an average of 90 days. So they're still okay. I see. They're still technically working um, for 90 days, and then their contract's done. Okay. Uh, Drake Maverick came out, went viral the day that this happened, and was did like a confessional video to his, you know, his camera onboard camera on his computer and said, right. Uh, was in tears. This is his. This might be the last time he ever wrestles. Uh, he doesn't know what he's going to do with his life. He's just a disaster. He's emotional. He's crying. It's very real. It's very like my heart broke for the guy. And I'm not even. Yeah. And he never really got used. He got used as a manager, but he's never really been. He's never really gotten a push. Well, the cruiserweight division is always a forgotten division in the yeah. in the WWE. And they used him as like kind of a joke. He's a little guy. He's like a Marco stunt height type. He's very tiny. Um, yes. And when they moved him over to the, he got a, he's gotten a little, he's got a few matches on NXT, but for the most part, he's not. He's a he's a low to mid card guy at best. Right. Uh, so he came out, he got this emotional confession about what it feels like to be cut from your dream job and this, that, and the other. And, uh, and now people are watching him. So he had a match on the cruiserweight. He said, I'm going to do anything that I do in the ring is going to be the best thing is I'm going to give it my all. I'm not giving up. Yeah. Like, and he's giving this emotional push. He won a match on this past week's cruiserweight division. So now he's nice. moving on to the next round. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Is it a work? Probably. Uh, am I buying it? Sure. I'm in it. I hope the guy does well. I want Everyone wants to see someone do well. Absolutely. So Maverick defeated Tony Nese uh, after hitting a bulldog from the top rope. That was his second NXT Cruiserweight title tournament match. Uh, that was this past Wednesday night. This is what Drake had to say. He said, I did it. I told everyone I was going to do it. There was a little bit where I didn't believe myself, but I did it. And Kushida, you're you're all that's next. You can call me the Wolf of Wall Street, the Wolf of NXT. I'm not freaking leaving yet. I'm not leaving because I love this. I live for this. And I'm not leaving until I'm the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. It was hey, I gotta get look. I have to give this guy some credit because if Hell yeah. my boss at a giant corporation said you done, but you still have to work for the next three months, I would be like, here are two middle fingers. Fuck you. I'm not doing shit. I'm cashing out. You, I, you don't have my back. I don't have yours. I'm done. I would give up. I would throw in the towel and be like, fuck it. This kid is still fighting. He's still fighting for his spot, and I admire that because i have way too much ego <laughs> i you know what man i uh i think that's absolutely awesome and that's how you get noticed especially in the testosterone fueled world of professional wrestling yeah ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As I talked about, we haven't mentioned this in two weeks, but my speculation I, I'm worried was true mm-hmm. about Otis, Heavy Machinery, and Tucker. Mm-hmm. I believe Tucker is now gone. I don't think he's officially released. Oh. But you know what I'm t- Heavy Machinery? He hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't. I do not believe he's been officially released, but Otis has a massive storyline going on with Mandy. And and obviously with Ooh. Dolph Ziggler and uh, Sonia Deville, who's you know all of these people, great wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's it's a it's a good mix of people. Tucker has been thrown away. It's very very sad. And I love Tucker and I want him to come back. I think he could do well in AEW and with a little bit of push. I think he could be a singles uh, wrestler. But I saw a picture with Otis and Drake, uh, Maverick. No. Oh. And it was uh, coincided with David Spade and Chris Farley. It was yes. like a side by side, and I'm like, "What if Drake and Otis got together? Oh my god! How like hilarious would that team be? It would it would melt the hearts of every single wrestling it fan would. in the world. They would be so over. It would be ridiculous. You'd have to turn the you'd have to turn the air conditioning unit up in every single stadium because everyone would be so hot and warm <laughs> and in love with these people. So I don't know what they're gonna do with they Otis. They would be cute together." But they would be, they would be like the Tommy boy. You're, the the black bed's sheet. not even cold yet, Ben. You're just going to throw Tucker away? <sighs> it's very sad because I think the WWE threw Tucker away. Yeah. And I want to see him come back with a storyline. I love my big boys. He's a Midwest guy. I got to show respect to him. And as we saw in Elimination Chamber, Tucker can move. He can move. And he's, he's, got, he's got balls. He can do big moves. He's, he can do big moves. And that's my only... My only gripe with Vince, whenever there's a tag team that is like totally taken off, I don't know why he does it. It's it reminds me of what they did with Pillman and Stone Cold uh, with the Hollywood Blondes when they were starting wow, to take yeah. off, and then all of a sudden they were like, nah, nah, go go be singles wrestlers, and then they were like, well, what the? We were just starting to take off as tag team wrestlers. And this is why it's so difficult to get a tag team division that thrives. This is why I love the Street Profits so much. Because it's just like they just as soon as one person is getting a slightly more of a pop than the other, they're like, all right, well, get out well, of we here. Found, we Marty found the Gennetti. guy we can make money off of. Exactly. He's selling T-shirts. His T-shirts are really great. Otis's they're T-shirts. Great. They got the big giant ha- ham on them. <laughs> I know. It's so I stupid. love Otis. <laughs> I love Otis. It just breaks my heart for Tucker because also, you know, they're friends. And then Otis has to be like, I'm sorry, Tucker. Like, I'm just trying. Because it's not Otis's fault. No. And it's not Tucker's fault either. Because Tucker did a great job. He did nothing wrong. No, he did All everything he, did was- he was supposed to do. He followed the rules. He did He uh, did what he was supposed to do. Maybe they do something with Tucker. They rebrand him, bring him back, and be like, screw you, you fat meatball. You threw me under the bus. <laughs> maybe they do that and turn Tucker heel. I, lo- I, could see- Look, I love a good tag team turn. I'm not going to sure. lie. I love it when somebody turns on the other. But I love it uh, after we've had like a great run of a of a good friendship. Yes, I know. But if they do if they do not go with Tucker, maybe he's hurt or something. I haven't heard that he's injured. I really think they just I think they're just kind of waiting his contract out. And I'm sure that they didn't have to cut him because I'm sure his contract is peanuts, don't you think? I mean, their first contract with Heavy Machinery, 
that they got. I'm sure it's not exactly a, a massive deal. I mean, it can't be that much. No, no. They're, they're not breaking the bank over there. No. And so maybe that's why Tuck is on board, or maybe Otis is just like, I'm going to hit you with a ham if you fire my man. I don't oh. know. But it's just, it makes me sad. No, it like, makes me sad for Tucker. Because guy. the man the man deserves respect, damn it. But Drake, Maverick, and Otis together with Drake as Otis's like manager, I could see really that. Cute. It would be it would it would be, it would be the cutest tag team in the history of tag teams, which I don't know if that's what they're going for. I don't know. But if they wanted a cute ass tag team that could just make you smile and win matches, yeah. It would be Drake and Otis. They would be Dotus. Do- I'm in. Dotus. I'm in. Anyway, so we'll see what happens uh regarding Drake Maverick. Does he do enough? And if they put the strap on him, you know they're sticking with him and this shows you. This is just another example. I don't. Well, see, I don't. I don't know if I agree with you there. If they put really? the strap on him, no, because it's WWE. They don't know what they're having for dinner tomorrow. Like they just change their minds left and right. Uh, there's well, zero like confident leadership. The shows are like may or may not be taped or pre-taped. Like we don't. I have no idea. They don't know what they're doing. They can have a live audience now. I'm sure they're gonna throw out whatever shoot schedule they planned on. Yeah. Like there's so many. Like, I don't, I feel like, I I mean, I could see this happening as they put the strap on him, they see if he sells, they see how he does, uh, and then he he loses to, uh, uh, you know, an, somebody, like a bigger name on NXT to come bump up the well, cruiser rig division. So I don't fully understand this. So they cut him, but he has 90 days, but they're still paying him. He's still getting paid. He's still working. So what's uh, the difference told that he's done in 90 days? Yes. Okay. So, all right. Well, that's kind of an interesting, that's a, that's three months. That's a long yeah. time to tell someone that they're going to be fired, but then it's still the work worst for us. part. That's got to be. And, and from my understanding, it's a, it was a conversation like you've been cut, but you're still getting paid for 90 days, which means that we have the right to either use you or not. We most likely won't. Right. But if there's a storyline that comes up, then you're still going to be in it. And at this point, he was already in the cruiserweight champion or he would cruiserweight tournament, so they still had to use him. I, everyone just assumed that he would lose in the first round and be out. But I think because he struck, he he played the heartstrings of America that he won a match. We'll see what happens in this next round. And now people are watching to see if he wins. I am. I'm kind of curious. I want to see what hey, happens. Hey, man, I'm I'm rooting for the guy. Definitely. You know, the cruiserweights, if you ever go watch Pro Wrestling Live, specifically Monday Night Raw, which, by the way, as if it wasn't hard enough for them on Monday nights, did you see The Rock is starting his Titan Games uh, television show? I did see that it was starting. I didn't see that. Is it going head-to-head with Raw? It's going head-to-head Good. with WWE, which is going without a doubt going to hurt the wrestling without well, a doubt i mean good on the rock i'm not gonna lie is, what, the, and, what the hell what do you mean the rock should be kissing vince's ass uh no vince way. made the no, rock vince is taking his paycheck vince is that leech of a of a agent who had one hit under his belt and then was just attached to him for decades Oh, I don't think that's true. Without Vince McMahon, we don't have Dwayne Johnson. We don't have The Rock. There is no Rock. He's just going to be, he would just be a B-movie star. Well, Maybe I mean, not. 
He's charming, I guess. He works out too much for me, but he's he's a charming guy. I can't relate to him because his Instagram just makes me feel bad because he's just he's always calling me a pussy, even though he doesn't know my name and he's never actually called me a pussy. <laughs> I just feel like he's calling me a pussy. I do feel like I like that he tries really hard to be relatable on Instagram. Like yes. I, I don't know if you if you follow The Rock. I do know follow what, The like, Rock. This is why I feel bad all the time. If if it just he tries really. He's like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have tequila. By the way, I own this tequila and I'm gonna yeah, promote exactly. it to my 39 million followers. He's like, I'm yeah. gonna. I will say he did do uh, <laughs> not to derail again too much. No, he did oh, do okay. a beat um, where like he took like Q, he did like a Q and A and somebody asked like, why don't you show your workouts? And in his defense. He had a good answer that's like, if I show you my workouts, uh, there's two things. A, I have my own gym. So, like, I can go to the gym whenever I want. Uh, B, I don't work out like a normal person. So, I don't want anyone to get hurt. And so, I don't, A, I don't want you to be jealous of my success and hate me. Right. uh, Or I don't want you to get hurt because I'm not human. He is not normal. And I guarantee you he worked, like, a long time to be able to, like, Pull a draft by the dick. I don't know what he does to work out. Like, it could involve zoo animals, maybe, like, exotic tigers. I have no clue. Yeah. He swims with sharks. I don't know what the hell that do. Once you get, like, that buff, then, you, and then you're just bored. You're bored with all, like, you don't want to look at a weight. You're like, get me yeah. an F-150 to pick up here, please. Can you pull it in? Pull it in? Okay, great. I don't, I would love to see they it. Should do, they should do, like, a celebrity strongman. Yeah, they're not that strong though. I like I wouldn't want I, I want to watch my old my OG strongman, my Magnus for Magnusons, my Bill. Uh, oh my God, what was his name? Bill something. I'll I'll remember it later. That was my only thought. Like a celebrity, I want to see like all the people I think are super strong. You want to see like Drew Carey? You want to see Drew Carey try to lift yeah. a boulder? Yeah, make me feel better <laughs> about myself. I've been sitting in my house for two months. I want to see somebody fail. Yeah, that's true. Maybe if we did it with drugs. Okay. You know, just see how how many drugs, like, instead of, like, fear factor, but instead of bugs, you got to eat a bunch of drugs. Charlie Sheen would win. I have a feeling that show's definitely been pitched. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> a coke-fueled bender. Yeah. You're just like, oh, we have a pitch meeting in an hour. I got perfect. I got the perfect show. Drugs. Um. All right. So we will see what's going on with Drake Maverick in the NXT. We'll see what's going on with Otis. As uh, he continues to be a solo act at this point. Poor, poor Tucker. But let's talk just lastly here about, I want to talk about Nancy Benoit. Because Mick Foley brought her up recently after seeing the dark side of the ring, the Chris Benoit episode. That was yeah. the one I, I had a chance to uh, to speak with uh, Tommy Dreamer and um, and uh, Chavo Guerrera after that match, which was really awesome. I think I was too happy. That was my problem. I don't think they're going to have me back. Because I was too happy, and then I rewatched it. I'm like, man, it is really sad. And I was just like, great to be here, guys. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, I don't, I don't even know how to feel when I hear about death anymore. I just I was like, yeah, that that all happened. Um, so Nancy Benoit, Mick Foley took to, I believe this was Instagram or some kind of post, saying that Nancy Benoit deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So uh, it's a very long post. It's Mick Foley, so he's writing a book over here. It's the first three chapters are just kind of talking about their life to get, uh, together, uh, obviously in professional wrestling, what a great asset she was uh, to the business. And then this fourth paragraph, I think, really kind of gets uh, into it here, where he says, um, Nancy and I worked together closely in ECW with my feud with the Sandman. 
They had great chemistry. And the fifth paragraph, that's right, the fifth paragraph of this Instagram post, uh, this is what Mick had to say. But like so many others, for the past 13 years, I had come to think of Nancy based uh, almost solely on her tragic and untimely demise or death. But these past couple weeks have really opened my eyes to just how much she accomplished in the wrestling business. While the wrestling world at large may have learned of Nancy in 1989, she was already a seasoned veteran by that point, having become a part of Kevin Stoller having become a part of Kevin Sullivan's stable as Fallen Angel in 1984. Her name was Fallen Angel. Pretty cool. Well, we as wrestlers sometimes wish we could turn back the clock and have the type of crowd slash heat that wrestlers of a previous generation enjoyed. It took a special type of person to stand the type of heat created with Kevin Sullivan working as a Satanist um, in Florida and Southwest Championship Wrestling in the 1980s. Nancy was a special type of person. Even fans who did not believe in the legitimacy of wrestling itself believed in the gimmick that Sullivan had created and the heat it created was substantial and genuine. To a certain extent, Nancy was putting her well-being, even her life, at risk every time she went to work. So he is saying... She deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Obviously, people of my generation will know her solely as woman. And with her work in WCW, uh, again, with Chris Benoit, Kevin Sullivan. But I think that she does indeed deserve to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. And I think he brings up a good point. You know, it's the same thing when it comes to, uh, you know, Jimmy Snuka. This is a little bit different uh, with than the Jimmy Snuka situation because Nancy Benoit she was an established wrestling manager. Mm-hmm. She was an established wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you think about it, it is strange to see she's sort of victimized twice in some ways. Once you just become the victim of Chris Benoit, once you just become the dead, uh, the dead mother, the dead wife, the murdered wife, the murdered mother of Chris Benoit's child, murdered by her husband's hands, you do kind of lose sight of what a badass wrestler she was. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you forget that she was in the ring at all or like yeah. it like in like I wasn't as familiar with the Benoit story as I thought I was. I thought that I knew more than I did. I there I was shocked by some of the details that I learned yeah. on the documentary, um, especially in relation to her. Like I wasn't aware as how aware of how involved in wrestling she really was. Um, I'm on board with this. I love McFoley. I'm, I'm always on Team Foley. Nine times out of ten, yep. I would say maybe ten times out of ten, I agree with whatever he said. Well, the Santa Claus phase is a little much for me, although mm-hmm. I did interview him, I, which I think you can find on, maybe that's on old Abe Lincoln's top ad. I put all those oh. Fox News interviews that I did. You can find that there. He was such a sweet man. He's a he's a kitten. Ten out of ten, and I hope he's doing okay. I watched some. He's doing DDP yoga. Good for him. Yes, so I think he can move again. And DDP, he needs to be. He's in the Life Hall of Fame because of he how is. many people he's helping out. And you look at Jake the Snake now. Just speaking of Lance Archer, Jake the Snake is yeah. kind of his guru. Jake the Snake is talking to Lance Archer, and it's like a perfect role for Jake. And he's cutting promos. Who knew? Cutting promos? It's amazing. Did you ever think in 2020 we would see Jake the Snake Roberts still involved no, in pro wrestling? absolutely not. He's burned, and he's also, in in his darkest of days, he'd burned a lot of bridges and pissed a lot of people off for, uh, to the point that he'll never have those friendships again, whether he's recovered or not. Um, yeah. 
but he's he's always had he doesn't have a good reputation for making things last with companies (laughs) he does not so i hope that he can maintain this i hope that he stays healthy i hope and he's been tweet at one point it was a little alarming to wrestling twitter because he would tweet out things like i'm you know I'm X amount of days or years sober, but quarantine's really taken a taken a toll on me. So that everybody's hey, spidey it. senses went off. Like, holy shit, is he okay? Like, someone make sure he's okay. And AEW apparently stepped in with, and DDP stepped in to make sure like he's he's got what he needs during everything that's going on. Hey, I totally understand that. It's tough to maintain sobriety, especially if you're at the level, not just alcohol or even weed. I mean, we're talking extremely hardcore drugs here to the point where I think he would be. Jake the Snake was just one producer away from making it on cops when they were going through their huffing stage when it was nothing but paint huffers and gas huffers for an entire season. Yeah, like that's he's like a he's an addict he just any anything he will mm-hmm. he'd inject bleach he'd 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 listen to he'd he'd actually start injecting cleaning fluids just to feel a high like that's that that's another level of addiction you know he was in a dark place for a long time yeah well most of his life but hopefully uh he can keep it together and i think you know i think that he will and will send positive vibes and it seems like with ddp's involvement in aew with jake the snake being at aew now and the support team that um, of this young generation that is well yeah. aware of no pun intended, but the dark side of wrestling, um, they seem to they seem to have their head on a swivel when it comes to any sort of mental health awareness. Uh, yes, like okay, how is he? Yeah, but how is he actually doing? Is he okay? What do we do? They much more so than a watered down company like WWE. <laughs> Absolutely, I watched the resurrection of Jake the Snake recently, actually, oh. and uh, holy hell, Ooh. it gets pretty bleak. Um, you know, I, oh, anyway, we don't know. I, hopefully, he's reconnected with his daughter a little bit. That's it'll take a second. It'll take it takes it'll a take second a to rebuild a burned down village, but it can happen. Look at what happened with the World Trade Center. Hmm? All right. So (laughs) we'll we'll keep you up to date on everything you need to know about wrestling. Still no Rusev yet. We don't know where he's going to land, but uh, I should check on my I should check on my source. Yeah. Check on your source for next week. We'll we'll figure this out. Um, Okay, everyone. uh, Put put woman. Put Nancy Benoit in the Hall of Fame at the behest of Mick Foley. Well, that's a hell of an advocate to have. Yeah. Uh, and I would not be surprised if they do. You know, it's funny. I think that I think WWE talking about that just briefly again. If you acknowledge Nancy Benoit, you have to acknowledge Chris Benoit. And I feel like as we were talking about earlier, they just like to they just like to forget and pretend like things never happened. Yeah. And uh, I think in this case, it's to the detriment of Nancy Benoit's then memory. Maybe she goes by her like or her her maiden name. Ar- I think it's Arlington. Argentino, whatever. Argentino, maybe Nancy Argentino. Put her in. Put her in. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We got T-shirts at the merch sale at the merch store. Uh, you can find that T-shirt. Uh, grab it, and we're going to come up with some new designs as well. So if you're a fan, Ooh. if you're a listener out there, and you want to design a T-shirt for us, please send it our way. Yeah. Uh, we'll give you a bit of cash, and we will get some more merch out there. Uh, and please buy that shirt. Promote the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hail yourselves. And Katie, any closing words for the crowd? I've got... Um uh, be go easy on yourself. Go easy on yourself easy is a great on one. Yeah, don't go beat easy. yourself up. Don't beat because, yourself. Because yeah, 
That's a good point. Love yourself. Yeah, love you. Give yourself a little love. Not in public, though. That's illegal. That's a felony. (laughs) It's a felony. In the privacy of your own home. (laughs) This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.